Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to this, which is the 26th episode of the Mizogart podcast. This week I'm taking you to meet Alice Irwin. She only graduated from the RCA six months ago and she's already selling her work via the Flowers Gallery. And not only that, a little while ago she had a solo show at the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Not bad going at all for just a few months outside of graduation. Alice, again, is a prolific worker. Her studio is floor-to-ceiling with sketches, maquettes, portfolios, so she definitely takes full advantage of the on-site print studio. Alice was another artist that was introduced to me by Maeve Doyle. So, Maeve, thank you very much. Speaking of Maeve Doyle, when we recorded our podcast together, Maeve mentioned she'd like to work with prisoners. So I contacted Sarah Matei from the Kersler Trust, who featured on episode 11, and Sarah will be organising for Maeve and I to go into one of the London prisons to give a talk in their art class. But back to this week's episode, come and join me in the studio of Alice Irwin. ...to get them cut and things like that, and um, we're getting some, like a little batch of them all rent, like rendered so that they're not made because some of them are going to be quite expensive to make but we're going to like render them so you can see them and we've got like five and I'm so excited (laughs) so excited one of them's about like it's going to have like these two giant people that would be like standing on stilts 
um, because of like because a lot of the work that I do like looks at like childhood and your memories and then like you kind of the downs and the ups and the awkwardness between like us people like and so it's kind of like you know those big stilts that you'd walk yeah, when you're a kid yeah. so it's like playing like that but the awkwardness of it kind of like being like a balancing act and then balancing it like with life and things like that so it's going to be like these two massive people and like these weird stilts and how it's far are you away from those being finished um so their drawings are going to hopefully be done by the eight next week or the week after nice so is yeah. how long you've been out of your MA? um six months well just over six months now you are with flowers aren't you not officially at the moment but i've shown with them like two or three times and they've got quite a lot of my work with them um so you're not properly under their wing yet no um but i think also like because there's some of the people that i know that are a lot bit older than me they're like doing quite well at the moment with galleries and things like that and then there's a couple of people that I know that are my what, from age. people who you've done MA with? Yeah, um, but I think some people are ho- holding back while I can just like get a breathe, I think, yeah. while you're out. Yeah. Like Even though I'm a bit like, it would be so great, because it kind of takes so much stress out yeah, of yeah, like, everything. Course. You're with someone, they help you show your work, they help publish your work, they help like, everything about your work. But I think some people... They just give you the room to flourish, yeah, don't exactly. they, Yeah, really? exactly. But I think, at the moment, I'm on my own. It's quite tricky. Yeah. But I have just graduated, so like... But like I was saying, did I mention to you that my friend Patrick has been with Flowers for yeah, 50 years this year? That's intense. I think it's this year it's 50. It's either this year or next year. That's, that's a long time. So, I should say that I'm in the studio yeah. with Alice Irwin... Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, although this has been running for a few minutes, I've just shown you the seven questions that I ask. Yeah. The first question is, how would you explain what you do to someone that don't know your work? Um. Well, I think it's quite difficult to explain to someone what you do because some of the times you don't really know. Because well, What was your master's in? Well, my master's was in print. Right. So um, if you go from there... Yeah. So I did an MA at the Royal College of Art in print. Because a lot of the work I do do, do is print-based. So there's a lot of etching and screen printing. Even though I treat like screen printing like painting. Yeah. Um, and, and etching I do because a lot about... a lot of I do a lot of drawing. Like, I draw so much. It's <laughs> insane. As you can see, there's so yeah, many drawings it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. I've got sketchbooks full of drawings. Because, like, um, drawing is such an in- immediate thing. You can just quickly... None... All my drawings are never finished works. They're just, like, a doodle or... it's just They're very it's, sculptural drawings. They're, they're, it's as if they're drawings of sculptures rather than drawings of prints that you're about yeah. to make. Well, they're kind of like... The drawings... Because a lot of the work as well is all my sculptural work as well. And it's kind of like the drawing is like this kind of stage one where it's sculpturing yeah, out these yeah, ideas yeah. of what's to next happen. And sometimes I do the drawing and I think, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be print and then you end up it's being a sculpture. Yeah. So it kind of like you just don't know with the drawings, but I guess 
I do so many because I just need to get all these ideas out and I'm always constantly trying to experiment with the language I use because I've always got these repeating like motifs and this like three fingered motif that repeats again and again that's, that's what I've seen in all of your it's work it's in absolutely everything and I'm always trying to push where the boundaries where does that come from? I'm not quite sure I think it kind of there was one day where I was just like drawing because um, I collect a lot of like children's drawings and drawings from other people and um, I think it just came to a point where I kind of like eradicated myself from anything that I was looking yeah. at and just drew again and again from these um, drawings that I'd been given and then this somehow this like motif came from yeah. me just kind of trying to experiment with these drawings um, and then from then I've just kept this language and it just keeps evolving yeah. again because Matisse is one of my favourite artists During he is of one of life, my huge well, that's what I saw in your yeah. work that's what I thought this motif had come from from yeah. his leaf um, well it hadn't it hadn't like I think it had more come from the drawings that people I was looking at mm. but I think I had been looking at Matisse at this time when I was like in this kind of I'm really I'm glad you said that because that's what I saw really, in your work yeah when I was in this really kind of like experimenting kind of phase where yeah. I was just like I'm going to draw 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 and then somehow now I have this like language and I just keep pushing this especially this mo this like motif I keep pushing it sometimes it's a balloon sometimes it's a ha like a hand sometimes it's a, like a sculpture sometimes it's a person sometimes it's like a mat it just really like but I'm always wanting so the reason it's always different is because I'm always wanting you to question yeah, what is it yeah, yeah. you can't always just say oh it's uh it's a balloon mm. because it's not because it's always something different yeah and I think that's all, and I always do that because I think just like how, you know, you can never put your finger on something, and it's like that's the yeah. Right. Just just when you even looking at these sketches here, because Amy are here forty. Yeah. Pin to the wall. When I start, well, when I walked in and I was sort of having a look around, I, in in my head, I sort of, I started making a little story in my head yeah. of what you was trying to say. Yeah. And then as I work my way around the sketches, I go, oh, no, I was wrong. Oh, it means this. Yeah. And then I go, oh, no, that's wrong. And then yeah. by the time I've done a, yeah. a sort of 360 yeah. degrees, I've got back to where I started from yeah. again, you know. So it's a, it, is a bit, it is a bit like that. It's like, because all of these are different stories, but it's like then you start to read one or two of the stories and you're like, oh, yeah, I get this. Yeah. And yeah. then you find another and then you see another one and you're like, oh, no. This was completely different because I'm wanting you to always yeah. kind of keep questioning or keep kind of as soon as you start to feel comfortable with something, you're uncomfortable again I, because it's I different. I did think again. Well, possibly I was reading it correct, but then I've just discovered another layer. Yeah. So then I read that one and yeah. you know, maybe I've discovered. And that's the way layer I work again. a lot again is like three layering and like building up these layers again and again and you start to read these layers and starting to work out these different layers of the works. And you've got some portraits on the ball there that you were yeah. saying that you... That's so kind of like, before I started doing all of this, I went through like a phase of just merely doing portraits. Um, because one of my very... One of the biggest interests in me is the face. Um, and the especially the eyes. And I went through this phase where I was just drawing faces. And from that, I've drawn out the eye and a lot of the works I do now 
are kind of there's either this silhouette of a face or there's an eye in it because I'm very interested in, in like people's eyes because I think the eyes tell so much about a person. And I did think looking at your sketches and seeing the portraits next to them, I did think that the sketches were deconstructed faces. Mm. Yeah. Which, or portraits, right? Yeah, which could, which definitely is something that. Yeah, sorry about him. Yeah, no, no, no. That's but um, yeah, the the eye and the face is something that's kind of a big interest in me, and um, I always try and put the eyes because even if it's in this, the drawings or I've done that are quite like surreal, or you can't quite make it out, but then there's an eye, it's gonna give you kind of reference to human or yeah. people and you're going to start then trying to make associations to that and that's why I always kind of try to put eyes in things well, with the abstract form our brain automatically tries to make something yeah. of it doesn't it yeah. um, and then when you see something real there yeah. that sort of pings it back into yeah. real life again doesn't yeah. it takes you from one world to another yeah so you're kind of like floating in this like weird sur- this weird surreal imagination but then Suddenly, you pinged into normality because you've seen something that references you to the human or whatever. So, when was your first interest in art? Since as long as I can remember. I love it when people say that. I think just because, like, at school, I was almost like I was almost a school dropout. <laughs> I was, I failed at everything. I wasn't, wasn't because being really, really dyslexic. School was really, really tough. And I just found that, like... Was uh, the school not supportive in it, or was it not recognised? No, it was. No, it was really, really supportive. <clears throat> it was really supportive. Um, and they that's what was really great about the school, was that they saw that I was kind of not very great at everything, but the strength I had was art, and they mm. kind of really just like, allowed me to grow in that area and just... I used to hang out all the time in the art room, nice. skip class and go to the art A lot of dyslexic people... To get around reading and writing, they use something else they've yeah. got in their in their cupboard, you know, yeah. and and the creativity sort of helps them around. Yeah, some of the greatest Einstein was dyslexic too. Some of the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's good that you're putting yourself in his yeah, in his putting league. in his shoes. Um, yeah, so I can't. I kind of think I just can't really remember when I said I like I knew art was the thing I was going to do. Kind of, I guess it kind of found me, and I just think at school it was just the thing that allowed me to be you, who I was. Was instead. you just drawing and sketching a lot at school? Yeah. Or was you making art? At yeah, school? no, I was making art. I was like drawing, sketching, making art. Um, nothing that I would say is amazing now, but like it was just a way that you could get all those things. Because, like, I know, like, when you're dyslexic there's so there's a lot of frustration that builds especially when I was a kid I had lots of frustration (coughs) because like you just don't understand why you just don't get everything like you just don't understand and so that's why then like when you went to the art room you could just get out of all these all the things that 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 wasn't that wasn't a hurdle then was it no and all these things that you couldn't like say to someone you could just go and make and draw and you could just so how did you reference other artists at that time was your dyslexia strong enough to prevent you reading art books? Oh, well, yeah, well, I never really read. I'd just go and look at pictures. Yeah. I'd go and, like, look at pictures and find pictures that I would... 
I mean, that's all well and good at school, but when it got to degree level and your masters, yeah, it must have been a real pain in the ass. It then. was. It was. It was um, doing like the your dissertation and stuff. That's uh, it was a struggle, but I had like a learning support tutor, so I managed to do it. But it was um, a struggle. Oh, I can imagine. It wasn't it wasn't the easiest, but I did it, and it was like a nice an achievement to say that you've done it. Yeah. But there's no hope in hell that I'll be doing anything like that again. <laughs> so you're not doing a PhD at all? That's done. Bye. <laughs> See ya. You can buy a PhD. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. exactly. <laughs> you're two grand and you've got it. In exactly. Um, influential artists around about the time when you was taking an interest in, in mm. art itself. Who was your artist that you'd look at then? Oh, there's there's so there's always, like, people are always coming... I always find that there's artists that you're coming in and out, in and out all the time. But, like, around when I was kind of just starting to look interested, I think, like, the people that really kind of got it for me was um, Otto Dix was one of the one people. Oh, man. Because he's, I just think he's a legend. Um, and actually it was it was Matisse, which is, like, one of the weirdest, because now he's quite an influential person. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think one of... Those two would have been the ones, and like Goya, I think he's pretty cool, um, and Picasso, of course. Um, but yeah, I think Miro at all. I think yeah, Miro. Miro is, I'm like, only saying it because that's what I saw. Yeah, I think Miro. Miro is more one work. that I think he came in later. Um, but there's just, to be honest, there's so many people because you could be like, there's even like Marlene Dumas has been like a huge influence. She's just like, and there's like um, an artist called Kiara Phillips. She was um, nominated for the Turner Prize in 2014, mm. um, and she's very much about like print and process. And I find I found her, I find her like really inspirational. Um, and then there's like another one lady who's great fun called Lily van der Stocker. She does these absolutely bonkers. Like interior installations, and the the work is just nuts. But it's so great because it just makes you laugh all the time. I was trying. To, I was just trying to think when you were saying that you you refer to pictures in books rather than the text. Yeah. So you obviously have to do quite a lot of interpreting. Yeah. So it's funny because I did I did do history of art A level because you could be sorry you could be it. reading it completely wrong couldn't you if you're yeah not... I think more when I when I look at them I like do more of like a visual analysis yeah, kind of sort yeah. of thing so when you look at the pictures I look at it more of like a visual interpretation mm. if I needed to I do I do like do some reading about the artists mm. to kind of like you know get background but I can a lot of the inspiration I take is visual rather than kind of yeah Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Can you remember when it was you thought you wanted to be an artist? When I was probably about 15. Or like younger. 10. Yeah. Very long time ago. <laughs> Quite a long time. I love it when I hear people say that. Um, it just that wasn't my and experience it's kind of at like, all. It's just like that's who I am, and that's what I'm gonna be. Yeah. Because when I hear people say that, it feels to me like they've grown up with art. Yeah. Whereas I sort of I was introduced to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that to be honest, I can't think much different in art. Yeah. Like, that's the way. Because like, I think when you go to art uni, it's very different than going to normal university. Because people would be like, so you just go in and just make work? And I'd be like, yeah, that's what we do all the time. Yeah. That's how what I do for my degree. And they'd be like, but you wouldn't, well, you would have deadlines. or But yeah, we would have deadlines, but it would just be to make have a body of work to show to be able to talk yeah, about. Yeah. It wouldn't be, oh, I need a debt, like a set project finished. And I find I find that very strange that people would have to <laughs> set like project deadlines. Yeah. I'd be like, well, I just make work, and then but then well, when you handed that in, what do you do? I just get back on it and just keep making what I carrying on. So from you're where just I was. pausing within your practice. Yeah, you? just uh... yeah. So I think I kind of like that's just how I've thought, and you've always it's always there, constantly, and I'm always thinking about my work, all the time. I don't think I can ever switch off about it. Even when I'm, like, sleeping or when you're just out with friends, I'm always, it's always in my head. So and you're I, seeing little snippets. You, yeah. You look, watch a bus go past and there's something that catches yeah. your eye. And, and I think because the most inspiration I get from is just, like, being around people is, like, the, the key to part, like, most of my work is just kind of being around people and their thoughts and having conversations yeah, yeah. and that's where I get most of my like, ideas from Excellent. Um, and so that's why I'm, I'm always thinking always and then I'm always drawing always thinking of what I'm going to do next, planning yeah so if Flowers or another gallery were to take you on that would be your ideal yeah I'd love to be because that would just free you up for all that time I know we spoke about this at the start yeah, there's, so, there's like so many galleries I'd love to exhibit in but I, yeah, that would to be. I think gallery representation would be such a dream, whether that's wherever that is. Yeah, and that's the thing you can't really go out looking for it, can you? No, you can't. That's they, one the thing galleries sort of, come to you. Yeah, like Marion Goodman Gallery's been one of my dream galleries as well. And like Yorkshire Sculpture Park, I've exhibited at the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. That was one of my dreams. Yeah. So you know, um, I and when, worked, sorry, when was when was that, and how did it come about? So it was in November last year. Yeah. Um, I had a solo, small solo exhibition there, um, and I've been working closely with one of the curators there, and then she offered me this opportunity, um, and it was in the Bothy Gallery, which is one of their smaller galleries, and it was just an amazing experience. And what did you show there? Um, I showed so this work. The body, the exhibition was called Life Lived with Play, 
um, and I showed a number of screen prints that were being like two meters and some of them were smaller um, some etchings and then a range of different sculptures some of them being wall based and then some of them being floor based mm. um, and it was just kind of like a very kind of watch you through different a very like a playground of my own imagination um, I actually made an 84 year old woman cry oh, nice. which was really touching well, not, not nice that you made an old woman cry that, that, it yeah, was that very, emotional yeah it was really, tu- really touching she said that because um, she said the balloons reminded her of when she grew up in the war she hadn't thought about this and then when she was looking at the work she kept thinking why are these balloons like and then she was having these like memories of her childhood that she had forgotten about but the balloons in the work had provoked her yeah. and reminded her so that was very touching I think. and was you there when did she leave yeah, that as she, a note or was she telling no, you personally no she, she told me personally about that wow it's quite touching isn't and it? it was very touching that <laughs> I think I think I think though it's like it's you know that you're um, doing something as an artist when someone comes up to you and says that I've been so emotionally like emotionally attacked attached to this. Yeah. It kind of like shows you that you're it's kind of really working. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really nice to experience that. I mean, I was going to ask where you go for inspiration, but if if your work is always in like, rocking about in your mind, do you have time to to look for inspiration, or is it just always? It's just always coming. Wow. It's always coming to me. I'm always kind of. Some days I do get days where I'm like, you wake up and you kind of feel worried because you're like, oh my goodness, what's happened? My ideas, they've stopped. <laughs> But they haven't. They're just in a, like a thought process. Yeah. They can't kind of you're, you're just waking you're, up and stretching. Yeah, aren't exactly. They? <laughs> they haven't quite catched up with you. They're like still asleep, yeah. and you're kind of like, yeah. oh no, it's okay. Then they start nudging yeah. each other, and they're all on yeah, the go. Yeah, they're back again. here again. And you're like, oh no, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. They're back. They're back. They're back. Right, right then. So rather than where'd you go for inspiration, where would you go to relax? I have to. So one of the places is I kind of like have to take myself away and. Um, one of the places I find very like relaxing is to go by the coast and have long windy walks. Is there a favourite part of the coast? Um, there's not an in particular place, but um, when I was growing up, I used to go to the Isle of Wight a lot, and it was a place that we would go as like family. And it'd be like a switch off, clear off time, and I think that's one of the places that I go to kind of downtime. Or it's just to go, or to go, to be honest, to go back home to my fo- my parents and just kind of shut yourself off a bit is kind of where I would go. But usually I have to, go, usually I go to the beach. Oh, is your parents home in town or is no, it just outside? In, no, they like live in the sticks. Nice. Um, and, I, and it's just, it's a nice contrast. Yeah. And I really like that to just be able to like completely switch your head off. Because I find it so hard to not to like switch off. I find it so hard yeah. because I'm always like thinking about my work. So then to just have a complete contrast and go home is quite nice because it's like a almost forced switch off. Yeah, you've got to like be like, okay, I've got to like stop. See, Mark, what, and I sort of have to take. I I have to like force myself to. Otherwise, I just keep going and just 
I find it really difficult. I find it very difficult. It's a thing that's like really important. It's really like beneficial to knack, but it's so hard to. <laughs> it's like your own worst enemy to try and switch off is just like. Because she was saying to me, what, what's so hard about just laying next to the pool? And I was like, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, I'm the same. I just can't just switch off and be like, hey, it's fine. You can just sit down and just like, whatever. No. I need to like be like doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Always doing. If there was you and five other artists, what would be your perfect group show? Oh my goodness. That's a tricky one. I would love to like in create this in this kind of group installation where there'll be loads of different artists kind of because I've got an absolute massive obsession with playgrounds and I think like this idea the playground of being this area that's kind of you're Would that be where the colours come from in your work? Because your the colours you use are very bold and, yeah, and bright I think, and solid, I think, aren't they? I think one of that is one of the areas is because like the playground is such an influential base of mine because I think it's just like this area that you're forced to experience yeah. so many different emotions. So I think one of my ideas was to kind of create this big kind of group installation of this bonkers playground where there's like work that's on the walls work that's on the floor but you're forced you're kind of almost forced to be in this like playground within all these like artists but where 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 did you get that sense of the playground is did you just come up with that or did you like that as a child well i've always i always kind of like to so i take my work very seriously there's always in it I'm always playing around I'm always having a bit of a joke I'm always like the work appears some of it does appear very serious but some of it is really I'm always playing around with it I'm always like you can see that and that's where the idea of like playground is because I I like to take the piss of being serious if that makes sense and I think that's where like the inspiration has come from because I don't think you can look at the shapes that you make without there being a bit of, not humour, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of humour in there. Yeah. In amongst it, it's not, but it's not funny and it's not, not humorous, but you can see that there's a light side to yeah. your work, but there's also a dark side yeah. that, that I saw in a few of the bits you were showing me earlier. Yeah. Some are a lot darker than others. Some are very intense. But some are very colourful, yeah. very bright, Yeah. with dark elements, drawings to them. Yeah. What, 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 where would the, those have come from? Was that just how you was at that time when you made I th- them? Yeah, I think like sometimes I go through, yeah, like we all do, and go through patches. Um, but also sometimes, kind of like, I, th- I like to just put a twist to it being this really kind of colourful or playful, kind of like funny or work. There's, I like to put a twist to, to something that just it, kind of makes something feel slightly uncomfortable again. And would that be like you were saying about these drawings, these sketches? Yeah. Just when you think the viewer is starting to understand you, you sort of spin the dice again yeah. to, to make them go, yeah. oh no, I was wrong. Even after these sketches and you were showing me the work in your portfolio, yeah. just as I was starting to realise where I thought you was coming from, then you pull out them ones. And I flick the and, switch again. Yeah, and I was like, oh, damn it again. Yeah. <laughs> just, as I was, just as I was getting it. You no, know yeah. I mean? um, 
And then there's some that are just dark. Yeah. That is quite bad. Are they dark for a reason or... Yeah, I think... And if, if it is, I don't want to go there, but... No, there, there, there are some that are, and that's because, like, there's always, there's always been in this underlyingness, and some of them do just come out darker than others just because maybe that's the that day but I it's was, nothing personal no that I saw no that. it's nothing personal and but they some I can't really under explain why there is this underlying darkness within the work I think maybe it's because I like to have a joke with all the work I make but mm-hmm. I do like to have this twist and kind of like this kind of it's like a switch back to yeah. reality I don't know if that then portray comes across as it mm. being slightly dark. Because even the like, the order in which you showed me, I don't know if that was intentional, but you were showing me the nice, soft works, yeah. and then very grey and blue. Um, there was a lot of them there, and when you see work like that, a little alarm goes off, in, and and I'll have to sort of make sure it's all right to talk about these yeah. before I talk about. So them. no, there's no nothing. Like, well, everyone's works personal in yeah, some of way. Course. But there's nothing like personal within making yeah. that. I use that's why like I use the language. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we weren't stepping into a dark oh, no. place because I don't want to. No, 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 no. Know, I'm not, it's I'm not just that some that. of some no. of the work that I make just happens to come out. Yeah, yeah. Like some of it comes out like I'm that. Glad. It's just that's how it happens. Yeah. Um. Some of the days I go to make something, or like you have this idea and it comes out completely different, and I can't really put a story to why it's. Mm done that it's just through the process of making and while you're thinking whatever and it's just come out different and again before I butted in you and five other artists (laughs) well your your group show in the playground who would that include oh my goodness that would be so tricky um but I definitely would have to have it would be so hard I'd probably have the Chapman Brothers in there. Nice. Um, I'd probably have Lily Vanderstocker because she's bonkers. Um, I would probably have... Oh, it's so tricky. There's so many artists that you would want to add. I would probably have... Kiara Phillips in there. Yeah. I would probably have um, someone... Traditional, like older, like Otto Dix or um, Miro or Matisse, someone like that. Um, how many is that? I know about seven. Um, <laughs> and the list could, and I could probably yeah, keep going could go on. on. My on list on. could go on and on. I think just, you know, there keeps coming artists that come in and out and all the time and constantly finding new ones and constantly going back and looking mm. at older ones. So, you know, like, at, the, at this moment, you could pick five for today, and then tomorrow it'd be yeah, it would be three have gone and yeah, three new ones exactly. have come in. It's like top of the pop. Yeah, exactly. Like one week you're kind of got your top ten, and then the next week out of the top five, yeah. you know, has gone yeah, Matisse, and in comes yeah, Otto Dix. Yeah, so it's always it's like top of the pops when I come to picking artists. So I should add, we didn't we didn't know each other before today, or we hadn't met before today. Um, we met via Maeve Doyle. Yeah, who's a legend. She's she's very much that. Um, we both appeared on her radio show, although we didn't meet on that day. No, we didn't. Um, it was a, a week or so before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was released on Christmas Day. It was day. released on Christmas Day. It was after the 18th. Yeah. Because that's when I 
met Maeve. It was, you know, because it, it came out, we pre-recorded and it came out on Christmas Day. It did. Yeah. So, we both went down to Soho Radio. I was there at 12.30, you was there an hour or so later. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realise anyone else was on it. I just sort of assumed that she was doing her show and she's invited me on there. And it wasn't until later on that you put something up on Instagram and included me and mm. um, saying that we were both on, on her show, which made me feel extremely guilty for not even thinking that there might be anyone else. And, um, <laughs> so that made me guilty after that. And I sort of, I felt like apologising for not mentioning oh, no, you before, but I didn't, I wasn't aware. Yeah, so because we was both on there, I sort of uh, got in touch and went yeah. and tried to get you on here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, <laughs> if you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be? I would like to be a marine biologist. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, you know, it's been very... I wasn't expecting I've got that. an obsession with like the sea and the water. I've always been like a water baby, and I just would think it'd be so cool to know about all these animals um completely different but no instead i draw my marine biology <laughs> yeah see it all it all sort of as soon as you say things like that you go ah there yeah. we go there's that so yeah. where did that interest come from i don't know i've just i've always just been that prefer water the sea than the land and it's just do you study it at all, or just take an interest? Just an interest, just so that's what I would do. I think. Good answer, <laughs> excellent answer. Bit different. What have you got coming up? So I've got um, a small group show in March, and then also I'm working with um, a curator um, from Elephant West called Becca Peller Fry. Um, I'm working on a project with her. That's in March as well. Um, Where are they? They're both in London. Nice. So they're both be in London. Um, and I've got other things in the pipeline, but they're not kind of like, yeah. And where can anyone see your work? Um, so those are the places. And also come to my studio. <laughs> <laughs> website? Also, yeah, also on website and also I've got Instagram as well. And what is your website? What is your Instagram? So my website's www.aliceirwin.com and then my Instagram is alice.irwin. Alice.irwin. So I can see you there. Yeah, and if questions. you see the three motif, that is me. Okay. Alice, thank you very much. Thank you for I really having do me. I appreciate that. There you go. How about that, Alice Irwin? Alice is the sort of person that as soon as you meet her, within two minutes she puts a smile on your face. And that personality is pretty much reflected in her artwork. Alice has got quite a few things in the pipeline at the moment. And I'm sure you'll agree, after listening to that podcast, that Alice Irwin is a name that we'll all be hearing a lot more of in the future. Alice is another artist that I accosted for Face Value 3. When I was telling Alice about the show after this podcast, I invited Alice onto the show and she kindly agreed to work over somebody else's work and change its identity for us. And Face Value, if you don't know already, is an exhibition I'm putting together for the Katie Piper Foundation at Jealous on April the 18th. We have one pool of artists donating an artwork, which is a metaphor for a person that has had their identity changed. 
that artwork is being passed to another artist to manipulate in whichever way they see fit to give that artwork story a new ending. And funnily enough, I met up with Katie Piper this week at the old Diorama Art Centre just off Warren Street to record a podcast that comes out just a few days before Face Value opens. And Katie Piper, if you don't know her already, is a TV presenter that had a a vat full of acid thrown in her face by some cowardly piece of shit in 2008. Katie suffered life-changing burns on her face and chest. She was blinded in her left eye. And she even happened to ingest some of the acid when she was screaming in agony, which resulted in her not being able to eat solid food for three years. You can't even imagine what that must have been like, can you? But although I've recorded it this week, that won't be coming out until the 15th of April, which so happens to be my birthday. And last week also, I had the absolute pleasure of meeting up with Geeta Joshi. Geeta, I've mentioned a couple of times on here, she's got her own art podcast called The Curator's Salon. We met at the Newport Street Gallery, and after walking round the exhibition, we went up into the cafeteria where Geeta and I sat in the corner and recorded an episode of The Curator's Salon. And then in return, when we finished that, we got ourselves another coffee and recorded an episode of the Mizogart podcast. After which, Geeta and I decided it would be a great idea if we were to get together to ask our listeners if they'd like to join us on an art day somewhere, which is something I am very much looking forward to. And looking back on last week's episode with Joel's Walker and The Monster Project, the Monster crowdfunding is very much still active, so please go over to Indiegogo, see what rewards are on offer, and if you're able, make a purchase and try and help The Monster Project get off the ground. The most direct way to find The Monster Project is to go over to Ben Oakley's Instagram page, which is Ben Oakley Gallery. And if you didn't listen to Giles' episode last week, go and have a listen. The Monster Project is going to be something quite spectacular. So that's me for now. As I say every week, on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast, if you could please give it a rating and leave a comment, it really would help both me and any listeners who are looking for a good art podcast. So if you'd like to contact me, you can get me on any of the social medias, at Mizog Art, which is M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T. Or likewise, you can go over to www.garymansfield.com and see what's going on over there. So that's about it for me this week. So thanks for listening. Ta-da. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.